Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Today I want to talk about what we do for love. I think love is the most powerful force there is on the earth. I think it's really scary to love and it's really easy to hide behind anything that doesn't get you heart to heart with someone or something. It's one of the ways that I think a lot of people become jaded because we pack uh, lots of excuses and lots of pain and offenses between us and anybody else so that we can code ourselves, distance ourselves and protect ourselves. And I totally get that. I've lived years of my life like that, where you're just kind of like, get away from me. I'm not willing to, um, not willing to let somebody in to love me. I'm not only talking about romantic love, I'm talking about every kind of love, all kinds of love. So I just want to encourage you to do whatever you have to do to be able to love people. Loving people, I think is, wow, it is like a weapon. It's like a tool. It's like an instrument. When you truly have the ability to love people, it tears down walls. It naturally just makes people whose body language is all tense, it makes them just disarm and, and listen to you and they open and, and you have a heart to heart moment with them. And it's powerful. And even if people misunderstand it, you know what, I don't care. It's more important to me to, um, I'm not intentionally going around being irresponsible with it, but I'll tell you this, I'd much rather be misunderstood for loving somebody than understood for not. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I really want um, to live a life and a legacy that leaves a path of love and where that's something that they're like, I was loved by her for sure. And I'm talking about everyone from the person at the store to your really super mean relative and everybody in between. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that um, it's easy to grow cold. It's hard to stay balanced. My dad says that a lot, that it's hard to stay balanced. It's easy to be one extreme or, or the other. And I think balance is something that is really important. And with love, man, it's just an amazing thing. It's a tool that you get to witness it's so awesome. Like recently I was at an event where the parents uh, got away from their kid. Their little four-year-old actually darted off away from them in the sea of people. And I was in a position at this event where I could get on the microphone. And so I saw the vacancy in the dad's face and I looked at him. I'm like, who are you missing? And he told me the boy and I jumped up on the stage and grabbed the mic and I, I was in a position I could do that. It wasn't like a psycho. <laughs> But sometimes it's an emergency and you got to do what you got to do. But in this place, I, I'm respected and I could do that. And, and so I jumped up on the stage and called out for him and told the, you know, who we're looking for. And it was a really long seven minutes of looking for this boy. And my heart started to race. And I am in a place in my life now where I can feel pain. I'll tell you, I used to not be like this years ago. I would protect myself to the point that when people would come over uh, to me because I had been hurt and, you know, we're all learning how to do this. We're life. We're learning how to cope, how to navigate awkward social situations. And I was in a, a season in my life where I didn't have the tools functioning to be able to work through some of those offenses and hurts. And so, um, you know, I don't know. I just would handle it in an immature way. It would go really deep. And then I would start to protect myself. 
And so I, after going through that, I realized I don't want to be like that. And I actually, there was a specific moment that I saw this girl at a movie theater and she looked at me and with a plastic, her face grew plastic. She instantly, obviously I don't mean that literally for you literal brains. She literally looked at me and went, hi, good to see you. And had this crazy over, she was overly compensating. I, I don't know if it was for offense for feeling awkward, if she had been talking about me. I don't know what it was. I'm not even one to think that it's about me very often. I usually don't think it is. But I looked at her and I thought, I do that. I do that all the time. But I thought nobody noticed. I thought people couldn't tell that I was being fake. So all of a sudden I realized, everybody knows when you're being fake. (laughs) All of a sudden I got it. I thought, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna just start being honest. And it was a turning point. And I had had been in this moment of, Kind of, it was a transitional time. I was deciding, am I going to grow cold? Am I going to be jaded? Or am I going to allow people access to my heart, even though there's a huge risk of being hurt? And it was a turning point. I actually remember another very significant moment in that time. It's fun. I've been wanting to tell this story on this podcast. So it was Valentine's Day and I was at a Cracker Barrel, obviously. (laughs) For those of you that are listening internationally, Cracker Barrel is a really fun um, kind of hometown type of restaurant and store. And this store has really random, very cozy items for your home, like candles and quilts and things that match that uh, you could match your, like, you know, your dog and your, your baby and they could both wear a bonnet kind of things. And we love it. There's everything from like butterscotch candy that is almost like at a uh, general store to, um, you know, really random toys that you can't find very many places. So it's just one of those really fun places. But Anyway, I'm at Cracker Barrel, as one would be at Valentine's Day, uh, with my family. We actually had had a, a death in the family that morning. We were at, so it was very sad and traumatizing. We, we were there at that house comforting part of our family and being comforted by them, comforting each other. And then my closest, one of my closest family members was also in the hospital separately. And then um, I went to Cracker Barrel with my family to eat. And I was just at this, I'm just like, I'm going to, you know, internally I'm making these kind of decisions, like coming into agreement with deciding I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of shut down. You know, you just kind of like start making these internal decisions. I don't want to be hurt anymore. And so I'm going to distance myself from people, which is smart on some level. You know, I get that. It's just like you get hurt enough and you realize I don't want to be hurt anymore. So that's what was going on in my heart. So all of a sudden the woman comes over, our waitress comes over to the table and says, guys, there's a celebrity here today. And we don't normally get affected by that much. You know, I was raised in a home where everybody is equal. You know, that's actually a deterrent for us. We would be like, oh, well, we'll leave them be and give them space. And she goes, he loves the attention of being recognized. And we're like, who is this magical person? You know, we're sitting here, she's got this sense of wonder on her. I'm like, what is this? So she said he is the last living munchkin from The Wizard of Oz. So I was like, now I'm interested. This guy sounds awesome. Where is he? So I look over, I look across the room and she points him out. She's like, he loves visitors. He's here to sign autographs. So I'm like, this is hilarious. I got to get a part, of, be a part of this. I walk over to him. My sister and I do. He jumps up. He takes both of our hands. He dances and sings in a circle. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Not kidding. This really happened in real life. 
while I was kind of like on a Valentine's Day that I was feeling kind of rough and I was sad from the morning and from the hospital stuff. And he just like threw us into this happy frenzy of literally the Wizard of Oz. I mean, hilarious. Only my life. He looks at me and he gives me a $20 bill and he says, happy Valentine's Day. He signs an autograph of his picture being a munchkin. I have this framed. I need to show you. Of him, of him being a munchkin. And he hugs, uh, he hugs us both like we were his Valentine's. Not in an inappropriate way, but in a very sweet way. <laughs> and I go back to my seat and I made a decision at that moment. If that stranger got up this morning, he went to the bank and he got a stack of 20s out. The waitress said he had given out $400 that day to women. Now that I said that, it sounds kind of weird. But what he decided to do is that these women are his Valentine, you know, and he decided I want to make people's Valentine's Day. And I got so touched by it. And there wasn't a weird vibe on it. I'm telling you, it was a turning point for me. The last wizard, the, the last munchkin from the Wizard of Oz changed my life. It was a turning point where I made a decision that I'm going to be sweet still. And I'm going to fight for my innocence. I'm going to fight for my kindness. And I'm going to do what I can to be close to people and, and love people anyway and not be plastic and not be fake. Now, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. I actually saw a funny um, meme that said, fake it till you make it, but don't forget to make it. <laughs> ah, I know. So funny. Um, but there is an element of just saying like, hey, I'm doing the best that I can. I put on red lipstick today. We're faking it. We're, we are pulling it together, folks. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is whenever I feel worn out or really rough, one of my tricks is I put on bright lipstick and somehow people magically think I'm doing great. <laughs> and so I know that sounds funny, but it does kind of make you look like you put some effort in and it makes you feel, you know, you look a little brighter, even though I prefer a more natural look. There are some days... The natural look isn't cutting it and you got to pull it together. So you, whatever that means to you, if that's you put on your fun, crazy socks, if that's, I'm just going to make some phone calls and brighten people's day, I'm going to pay for somebody's lunch. It really is better to give than it is to get. It just is. And I think that we are our happiest when we're grateful, when we're in positions of thankfulness and gratitude. And also when we're loving each other, when we're genuinely loving each other. Okay. So back to the story with the kid. So all of a sudden, somebody runs over and they have this kid in their arms, um, hold, holding this kid in their arms, and they run him over. And actually, what was funny, it was, it was at a fall festival kind of an event. And I, my, my announcement on the microphone was, what was the microwave? On the microphone was, oh, we're looking for a Captain America who's four years old. Can anybody find a Captain America? And I said his name. And so all these little boys that look like they were four look like Captain America's. People were picking them up and saying, is this him? Is this him? And they were all dressed up like Captain America. Imagine their horror and terror in the situation. So it took a really long time. Like I said, seven minutes. So eventually this man runs over and is holding him in his arms like this. He's a dad and I know him. And, and he runs over and he says, this is him. And I looked in his eyes and I, I said, what's your name? And he said his name. And so I brought him over to the mom and the mom already had tears streaming down her face. And I start bawling. I am bawling with the mom and we're holding each other. The mom and I are holding each other. And I'm telling you, the dad goes, why are you crying? And I said, because it's traumatic, you know, and I'm holding the mom and we're, we're hugging on the boy. And it was just like one of those moments. Now, if this would have happened 10 years ago, I know that I would have had a protective coating over my heart and over my face. But now that I have chosen to live a life of 
accessibility where people have access to my heart, I can instantly feel the pain with you. Also, you go through battles and man, pain knows pain. You go through battles, no matter what it is, we can compare notes, but really who cares? The pain, fear, love, some of these things are just the same, no matter how you apply them to each other's stories. So I just instantly started crying with this lady and I just thought, as we, as I was in this moment with this stranger that was so deep, it was so deep, this moment with her. We walked away from each other and I just felt like, what an honor to get to stand with her in that moment. And what, what a privilege to get to be with her when she was reunited with her boy and to get to bring her Captain America back. And if I wasn't in tune, because I've definitely missed it before. I've had lots of situations that I wasn't in tune and that I was rough and that I was in the airport not smiling or whatever, but I'm choosing to live a life that I'm wide awake. And it's so painful to do that. But I believe we walk with each other for a while and we learn from each other and it's a growing life is a growing opportunity. And it's, it's the process, not the destination. It's the journey, all those things. I am a believer in our daily pain that we go through is something that gives us the equipment for the next place that we get to. I finally believe that. And for years, it would just be like, get me from here to there. Why is it taking so long? And the truth is, it is a wonderful gift that we don't skip steps. Because if we skip steps, then when we get to where we know we're supposed to be, we're not ready to be there. And so I'm really thankful for the path. I'm thankful for the process. I'm thankful for the journey. I'm thankful for that now, even when it really hurts, even when it's really confusing, even when I'm crying or, or mad or not understanding what's going on, I have learned to just trust the process and I'm learning to trust the process. This doesn't all come easy. I feel like everything that I'm dealing with, I want to make it count for something and give a good reason like, okay, fine. I'm going to go deal with fear. I'm going to deal with the temptation to be jaded and plastic. Game on. Let's talk about it. Let's expose this and see who else is dealing with this. And let's get everybody out of jail, out of, out of, let's get everybody free from this. Come on, let's all go. Cause if, if I'm going to deal with this, I want it to be worth something. I want it to count for something. And I think you have stuff that are, that's in you that can activate people, that people need. Suffering people, hurting people, you have answers for it. And there's something that wants to keep you locked up and trapped. And you know what? There are friends on the other side of this. There are relationships on the other side of this. There are people waiting for you to be accessible in your relationships and in your life. And I think that it's one of those keys to success that you're willing to, to let your guard down, not in, a, in an unwise way, but in a way that you can have true, genuine depth in your relationships because it is scary. There's no doubt about it. But just because it's scary doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it. Most of the things that breed the greatest fruit in my life are terrifying. They're absolutely terrifying. But it doesn't mean I'm not supposed to do it. I do it anyway because I know that there are lives on the other side of it. There are other people attached to the project. There are people that need you to not be so obsessed with yourself that you forget, I should call them, or I wonder how this person is doing, or you look at the vacancy in the dad's face and you see him at the event and he can't find his son, or the, the munchkin from the Wizard of Oz waking up and getting $400 cash out to give to, for Valentine's Day. And I got one of the 20s. And 
not only did that 20 like bless me just because it was you know wow that's a that's a big gift from a stranger but it went so deep in me how dare i decide that i'm going to check out if this guy woke up this morning and decided to brighten people's day and that's what he did for his valentine's day that's what i want to do for my everyday life i want my days to reflect my heart in a good way and not in a bad way you know what i'm saying so anyway thanks guys for listening i am pouring my heart out in these this is very vulnerable but it's worth it and i'll be back to talk more soon